Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From the Second Amendment Foundation Studio, powered by Beretta, this is the American Gun Show, informing and educating the people of this great nation. Now for your host and defender of your rights, Jason Reeve. And welcome in to hour two of the American Gun Show from the Second Amendment Foundation Studios. We are powered by Beretta. And we're on the Freedom 515 microphone. I got to tell you guys something. I actually got my Beretta PX4 Storm. And I am taking it out to the range on Monday. And uh, we're going to have some fun with it. We're going to run probably about 100 rounds of ammo through it. And uh, we're going to have some fun with that. So uh, I got to thank uh, the guys over at Beretta for that firearm. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be... I've wanted a PX4 Storm for a very long time, and I'm so glad that I finally got one. Uh, kind of a cool-looking gun, and uh, I think it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be great. I think it'll be. Uh, I think we're gonna have fun. Now, interesting thing about it is, uh, I got the model uh, that has the circulating barrel, and that's gonna be pretty cool. Um, so I can't wait to get it out to the range and uh, and shoot it a little bit. Uh, like I said, it's been a firearm I've been kind of waiting to get my hands on for a little while, so I can't wait for it. It's going to be fun. All right, folks, we're going to continue on this uh, freedom train here. You know, gun control advocates and anti-gun politicians love the claim that we need more restrictions at the federal level on the right to keep and bear arms if we're going to reduce violent crime, even though those same activists are continually pushing to add more gun control laws in their own states even at their local level. And when those state-level gun control bills turn into gun control laws, those anti-gun politicians never tell the public, just so you know, this really won't do much of anything until and unless the federal government puts these same laws in place. No, instead they generally promise that the newly signed laws will be valuable life-saving measures that will make their state or city a safer place. 
That was certainly the case back in Connecticut in 2013, when just months after the horrific tragedy at Sandy Hook Elementary School, Governor Danny O'Malley or Danny Malley signed sweeping gun control measures into law while ensuing residents or ensuring the residents that the new restrictions would make a real difference in terms of public safety. This is what he said, quote, this is a profound emotional day. I think for everyone in this room and everyone watching what is transpiring today in the state of Connecticut. This was before he sat down and signed the bill on the table with succession of pins that were passed to Newtown family members and lawmakers as souvenirs of this historic moment. He continued on and said, quote, We have come together in a way that relatively few places in our nation have demonstrated an ability to do. In some sense, I hope that this is an example for the rest of the nation. Certainly our leaders in Washington who seem so divided about an issue such as universal background checks where the country is not divided itself. When 92% of Americans agree that every gun cell should be subject to a background check as required in new Connecticut law, but not in federal law, then there's no excuse for representatives or senators who don't come to the assistance of those they elected to represent them, end quote. Now, I do want to point out something here, folks. The murderer at Sandy Hook didn't go through a background check to get his firearm. No, instead he killed his mother and took possession of her firearms. But yet, if we had universal background checks, it would have stopped what happened at Sandy Hook. Universal background checks, a ban on so-called assault weapons, and even background checks on ammunition purchases. The package signed by the governor in 2013 was almost every gun control activist's wish list. And in the first few years after the bill was signed, violent crime and homicides did decrease across the state and the rest of the nation. But as a retired Navy SEAL Newsmax host and Connecticut resident Carl Higsby points out, the decline in crime didn't last very long. You see, in 2014, the first full year of the new gun control laws that were on the books, there were 88 homicides in Connecticut. In 2015, that number climbed to 112. By 2019, there was 120 homicides. And last year, in 2020, it soared by 30%, 157. Higsby said, quote, These gun laws were written by people who know nothing about guns and, quite frankly, know nothing about law either. Nothing in the law would have stopped the Sandy Hook shooting. Zero effect. There's absolutely nothing in that law that would have had any effect or bearing on preventing that shooting. Which is what we see from most gun laws. When we look at Connecticut's homicide rate, which has continued to continuously gone up, it's pretty clear that the state's gun control laws aren't having any effect whatsoever. Homicide increased the first year that they were in place. They started trending upward again long before the nationwide crime spike began in June of last year. Higsby says that he and other law-abiding residents have had to wait for months 
in order to for local police to approve them to buy handguns. While the individuals who are doing the shootings and killings in Hartford, New Haven, and Bridgeport, Connecticut, are paying no mind whatsoever to the gun control laws on the books. They're not going through a gun permit to purchase. They're not going through gun and ammunition licensing or magazine or assault weapons bans. Now, are we looking for Connecticut law to change anytime soon? Of course it won't. Unless it's by a court order. Higsby says that the majority of people that are still living in Connecticut believe the lies that the politicians are telling them. These politicians are always promising big results from their gun control proposals. When those laws fail, their excuse is that they need more gun control law, either at the federal, state, level or both the whole idea here and believe me when we got senators like Dick Blumenthal and um, what's the other guys that Chris Murphy thank you Chris Murphy who are out there saying well our gun control laws are working in Connecticut well then why is your homicide rate keep going up why is your shooting rate keep going up if your gun control laws are working well, they would be more effective if we implemented them at the federal level. Why would we imp- implement something at the federal level that's not working at the state level? See, that, that's where the logic comes into play there, folks. See, this is if you're a logical person, you kind of think about this. You think about things like this. Well, okay, if this isn't working in this state, why the hell are we going to push it on states that aren't having this kind of problem? Okay, for instance, Illinois, Chicago, Democrat-controlled, highly gun-controlled state. Indiana, we're not as gun-controlled as they are. Does Indiana have a red flag law? Yes, we do. Do you have to pass a background check to buy a gun? Yes, you do. However, we don't have to get permission from our government overlords to purchase a firearm in the state of Indiana. But yet... Illinois and Chicago particularly wants to blame Indiana for the problems in their state. As I said on last night's show, folks, if Indiana was the problem, why isn't Indiana having the crime and the homicides that you're seeing in the city of Chicago? And of course, you'll get some real smart, eloquent response like, well, the population's different. It's a proven fact that where you have more population, you have more crime. Okay, but if they're law-abiding people, then what's the problem? And besides Chicago, your mayor said that people were criminals were coming into Indiana and buying guns without background checks from gun dealers. So, again, I'd like to see some proof on that, but, of course, I'm not going to hold my breath on that. The point that I'm making is, if it's not working in Chicago, why the hell do we need to do it in Indiana? That's like what we see in California all the time. You see all those ridiculous laws in California, and they're like, well, we need a $15 an hour minimum wage. Well, they have that in California, and look how that's working out for them. Why are we going to push this on the rest of the country? Do you think the rest of the country wants to pay the outrageous cost of living and the high taxes that they have in California? Of course we don't. 
I mean, shoot, that's why you have people running out of California and running over to states like Colorado and Arizona. And what they're effectively doing is they, they're not happy with just destroying California. They want to destroy Arizona and Colorado as well. <laughs> that's why, you know, if you're a reasonable person, if you're a logical person and you hear a politician say, well, we're doing this in we're doing all this gun control in Connecticut, but we need to do it at the federal level to really see an impact on violent crime. Well, that's not what you said when you guys passed this gun control uh, law. You said that violent crime was going to drop, and yet we're seeing homicides doing the absolute opposite. They're going up. So if it's not working in your state, why is it? how is it going to work on the federal level? Do you think all of a sudden, if you pass it at the federal level, the criminals and the gangbangers are all of a sudden going to say, hey, man, yeah, we better not go do that shooting because it's, it's all federal law now. I mean, good heavens, folks. This is this is something that irritates me about politicians, that they actually believe that the American people are that stupid. They honestly believe that. I mean, I mean, let's be honest, folks. Let is let's be completely honest here. What have I always told you guys to do? Do the criminal test. Oh, well, we're going to implement universal background checks. Do you think, let's go into the criminal lair. Hey, Bobby, we're going to go rob that bank tomorrow. Okay, that sounds great. Uh, you got the gun, right? Oh, no, man. Uh, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and give you this gun so you could do the stick up. Well, yeah, you see, that's going to be a problem there, John, because uh, we've got to get a background check before you can hand me that gun. I mean, that's the law. If you're listening to the program right now and going, Jason, that sounds really, really stupid. This is how these politicians believe it works. They honestly believe that the criminals in the criminal lair are sitting here thinking, well, before we do, before I hand you this gun to my gangbanging bro, I'm probably going to need to go get that background check. No. No. They're not going to get the background check. They're going to hand them the gun, and then they're going to go do whatever crime that they're going to do. But yet the politicians think that you guys at home, you people listening to the show, you guys are that stupid. I know better than that, and I know you guys know better than that. It's the people in these areas like Connecticut where the majority of people have bought onto the lie that the politicians are giving them. Look, folks, it's not the government's responsibility to provide you with safety. To provide you personal security. Show me anywhere in the Constitution where it says that the government will provide you with security. For God's sakes, folks, there was a Supreme Court case where a guy sued the New York City Police Department because he was being attacked and the cops failed to act. And the Supreme Court said that it is not the police's constitutional responsibility to protect you as an individual. That's why people like me carry a gun. Because I know... It's not the police responsibility to protect me as an individual, nor is it the government's responsibility to do that. That is ultimately on you. 
And unfortunately, some people have bought into the lies that the government's there to protect them. We'll be back after this. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus Firearms, designed to protect. Human trafficking is modern-day slavery. An estimated 24.9 million victims all over the world and the U.S., including children, are trafficked each year for sex, manual labor, and more. Human trafficking earns profits of roughly $150 billion a year. Operation Underground Railroad is a nonprofit organization dedicated to putting an end to human trafficking. Visit www.ourrescue.org to find out more and select Join the Fight from the menu to see how you can help end human trafficking. The Second Amendment Foundation is one of the most important gun rights organizations winning lawsuits at the state and local level. But we need your help. Join or donate at saf.org and help us win back your gun rights. The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives and our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com. segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by Taurus Firearms. Now back to the voice of freedom, Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And earlier in the week, if you were listening into the American Gun Show, I talked a little bit about Missouri's new uh, Second Amendment preservation law and that it was sparking uh, federal outrage from the DOJ saying, hey, wait a second, you can't do that. We have the supremacy clause on our side. Well, the law of the land in states in Missouri, the law of the land now states that local police are not to assist the federal government in enforcing gun control laws. The bill was just passed, and of course, the federal government and law enforcement throughout the state are going to need a period of adjustment. You can't sever all ties in this instant, but despite the recent passage of the law, we're already starting to see some results out of this. As an 
Missouri officials argue with the Biden administration over the scope of the state's new gun control law. Federal law enforcement agencies are quietly assessing whether police departments will cut ties with them in firearms investigations. The passage of the Second Amendment Preservation Act, which blocks Missouri police from enforcing a variety of federal gun control laws, has alarmed both gun control advocates and the Biden administration, and it has sparked concern that it could hamper police efforts to arrest violent criminals or confiscate their guns. Now, emails obtained by the Star show federal prosecutors in eastern Missouri have asked at least a dozen police departments whether they'll stop participating in federal gun crime investigations. The FBI has also asked a Southwest Missouri Police Department and it's assessing the responses of the local police statewide. At least two departments have pulled officers from assignments with the ATF, a spokesman did confirm. The Missouri State Highway Patrol has suspended its participation in an ATF task force to which one trooper was assigned full-time and three part-time. With the passage of HB 85, patrol members can continue to serve on federal task force, except where the task force's primary focus is on weapons violations. The O'Fallon Police Department has withdrawn two canine officers who were deputized to ATF on a as-needed basis. Operations Division Captain Derek Myers wrote in an email to other police officials, And an ATF spokesman is not seeking any type of response that we've reached out for. Of course, we later see the usual waning and gashing of teeth by those who think gun control is just awesome. However, we also see a note that Missouri law doesn't seek to nullify federal law. It simply prevents the state and local police from enforcing those laws. You see, time and time again... We've seen that the federal government cannot make states enforce federal law. If the ATF is worried about gun laws in Missouri not being enforced, they clearly should send more of their agents to the state and pick up any perceived slack. But Missouri police aren't going to do it for them anymore. To be completely honest with you, every state needs some sort of variation of this law. Maybe Congress would think twice about passing federal gun laws. This also has, if they also had the police, those regulations at the the federal level, if they had to police those regulations at the federal level, as it stands, they figured they could pass whatever they want and leave the poor suckers in the middle of America to pick up the pieces. More importantly, they figure those suckers can also foot a big chunk of the bill of their enforcement. And we are seeing more laws that are coming up like this, just like Missouri's that are starting to come on the books. They've started reevaluating their enforcement. And to be quite honest with you folks, I think that's a beautiful thing. I really do. And I'll tell you why I think it's a beautiful thing. And the reason why I think it's a beautiful thing is the fact that, okay, you're basically telling the federal government, okay, if you want to pass new gun regulations, you better send your federal officers here to enforce them because we're not doing it. This is exactly what the sanctuary movement is supposed to be about. 
And yet, gun control advocates, well, there's no precedent for this. Uh, Yeah, there is. There is actual precedent for this because if you guys remember back when California declared itself a sanctuary state for illegal immigrants and the officials in California were telling their officers and signed bills in the law where their officers could not work with ICE agents. Well, guess what? It's the same process that's happening here. We're not going to work with the FBI. We are not going to work with the ATF when you want to take away a constitutional right. It's not going to happen. See, that's the big difference with California and Missouri. You see, California passed its law. that, And by the way, it went all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, hey, they can do that. It's a Tenth Amendment thing. It's basically what they said. Tenth Amendment, state has its own sovereignty. It can pass its law. The federal, the federal government cannot make local and state law enforcement work with the federal government. It doesn't work that way. So when gun, gun control advocates say, well, they can't do this. Yeah, we can. And you know what? This is exactly why we have a sanctuary movement across this country. Because, you see, it's always funny to me that Democrats will do something like what they did in California. And then when they want to do something and states like Missouri and uh, what was the other states? Texas did it. There was one other state that did it. I can't remember what state that was. But Texas and Missouri said, nope, we're signing. We're not going to work with federal officials. <gasps> you can't do that. The federal government is the federal government and blah, 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 blah. Well, that's funny. It wasn't the federal government four years ago when Trump was in office. Ain't it funny how when you play their, you know, it's they're getting beat at their own game. It's, it's basically what they're doing. They're getting beat at their own game. And the fact that now they're getting beat at their own game, they don't like it. You know, this was just like, okay, you guys remember the outrage over um, Amy Coney Barrett's nomination and everybody's saying, this is a presidential election year and you shouldn't be doing this and blah, 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 blah. Well, here's the thing. When Obama nominated Merrick Garland and the Senate wouldn't take it up, it was Republican controlled. When Trump nominated Amy Coney Barrett, it was under Republican control. And guess what? You only needed a simple majority because they changed the rules where it used to be you had to have 60 votes to confirm a Supreme Court justice. But instead, Harry Reid, a Democrat, said, well, we're going to change the rules and make it just a simple 51 vote majority. If they get 51 votes, they're confirmed. Well, guess what? It got two judges, Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, on the Supreme Court that the Democrats absolutely couldn't stand. They couldn't stand the fact that they were beaten at their own game again. And that's what we're seeing right here out of this Missouri Sanctuary Preservation Act. California did it with the legal immigration. Chicago did it with their local policies when Rahm Emanuel was in there. You had several cities across the nation that did that. Several states, I believe, did it too. And the Trump administration tried to say, hey, you can't do that. And the Supreme Court said, no, actually they can. But now that they want to pass gun control and shove gun control down everybody's throats, now they're all, wait a second, you can't do that. That's wrong. You can't do that. We have the supremacy clause and blah, 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 blah. Hey, guess what? 
Take us to court. Because if I'm not an attorney, but I'll tell you this right now, if I was any kind of a smart attorney, I would sit here and be like, well, by the way, California did this. And yeah, let's see how well that'd work out for you guys, right? But like I said, it this is... Uh... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. This is the fact right here that, you know, you're beating them at their own game and they cannot stand to be defeated at their own game. In fact, it it drives them nuts. And I think it's funny that now the ATF and the FBI and everybody, they're really worried. Hey, uh, are you guys going to work with us or are are, are you guys going to work against us? Hey, we were told not we can't work with you. We're not going to help you. Well, if you guys want to go ahead and do your investigations, then you know what you do. Biden might want to send some more federal police officers into Missouri. I can't imagine that's going to be met with such a good reception, considering that, you know, when Trump sent federal law enforcement into Portland to protect the federal building there, you know, that was met with, they're sending in stormtroopers! Oh my God! So, I would venture to say that you're probably going to be met with that same kind of resistance when, uh, you send federal troops into Missouri to try to enforce gun control laws. I mean, that's just my opinion. All right, folks, we're going to take a time out. We'll be right back after this. Hey, everyone. Nick Messer from The Voice of Reason here. I would like to invite you to come and listen to my show, Centerpiece. Centerpiece is a weekly podcast where we explore current issues and expose the political hypocrisy of the left and the right. You can subscribe to Centerpiece on Spreaker.com or wherever you get your podcast. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As a veteran, I thought I knew a lot about guns until I joined the USCCA. I then realized how much I didn't know about guns or concealed carry. The training I got from the USCCA not only helped my marksmanship, but also my decision-making and my confidence. If you are in need of this life-saving training, it's simple. All you have to do is go to uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Are you looking to protect yourself? Having a gun, ammo, and supplies is great. However, you also need to protect yourself. That's where Safe Life Defense Body Armor comes in. Safe Life has all types of concealable multi-threat body armor from soft uniform, first responder, 
and tactical multi-threat body armor. They even have enhanced armor for spike and stab protection up to 36 joules and taser protection. Warranties include a 5 year for ballistic panels and 2 years for plate carriers. With these uncertain times, why not have protection for yourself? Visit safelifedefense.com to view their selections. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shape Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. All right, folks, welcome back to the show, and we're going to take a uh, nice trip out to the People's Republic of California. Oh, yeah, good old California. You know, if there's ever a state that is likely to do something on gun control, it's going to be California. They have not met a gun control proposal that they didn't like. They don't pass everything that gets proposed, but it's often because they don't think they can get away with it, not because they don't want to do it. And unfortunately, their latest efforts, which has now gone into effect in the Golden State, is likely to fail just like everything else. The law, which came into force on Thursday, aims to curb gun violence after newly released data showed an increase in homicides across California in 2020. Murders increased by 31%, and in most cases, the murderers used a gun. The rules regarding who and how often guns can be purchased in California has been changed in Senate Bill 61. According to the author of Senate Bill 61, there are two important provisions. Currently, you cannot buy these centerfire semi-automatic rifles in California if you are under the age of 21, which is very important, said Senator Anthony Poltentino, a Democrat in California's 25th district. He said, quote, The second part is that for the rest of the population, you can only buy one of these guns per month. The new law comes into force on the same day that California Attorney General Rob Bonita released data on guns used in California last year. Gun use accounted for 74.2% of the homicides. And do you want to know what, folks? This law won't do jack squat to stop homicides. It's not going to reduce the number of homicides. First of all, let's remember this. According to FBI data, nationally, rifles are only used in a tiny faction of criminal activities. 
This includes homicides. We're talking about hundreds per year nationwide. They're simply not a threat. Restricting how often people can buy them isn't likely to have any impact on the murders and the crime in California except for the law-abiding citizens who want to buy these. And when you consider that those homicides are typically committed by people ages 18, 20 who are already barred from having a handgun that they use to kill someone, there's no reason to think that suddenly they can't get an AR-15. But what about the mass shooting? The law is really in response to mass shootings throughout the nation, someone might say. Let's evaluate a few things about mass shooters for a moment. First, handguns are the most common weapons for mass shootings to be used. This law won't have any impact on that whatsoever. Second, the, most, the second most mass shootings use semi-automatic rifles in their rampage by and use just one rifle. They might have a handgun as well, but they only use one rifle. So someone please explain to me how limiting them to just one rifle a month is going to stop a mass shooting. Here's the other thing. Having a small majority who use multiple rifles, those people do unfortunately exist. However, you look at how these killers get their weapons. They tend to accumulate them over years, not days. So in other words, nobody is going to be stopped from a mass shooting because of this law. So now that we know that it won't reduce mass shootings, we know that it's not going to reduce homicides. But it's the law-abiding citizens between the ages of 18 and 20, they're not going to be allowed to buy a modern sporting rifle. And it stops families who discover sports like three guns shooting from being able to equip the whole clan. That's what this is about, folks. This has nothing to do with violent crime. This has nothing to do with lowering the homicide rate. It just has, it's just another infringement on the Second Amendment rights of the people of California. The good old People's Republic of California. Where the government won't trust the peasants to have their own firearms. It's California, folks. They don't care about law-abiding citizens and their right to keep and bear arms. They never have and they never will. That's why when we see the crime that's happening in California and we see things like this happening in California, let's keep in mind, California has some of the most strictest gun control laws in the country. Universal background checks, a ban on assault weapons, limit on high-capacity magazines, red flag law, background checks on ammunition, a 10-day waiting period, a one-gun-a-month purchase limit. And yet, homicides are still going up. But they will tell you in California, and of course, the people of California, and I don't mean the people in Northern California and Eastern California where 
those are bright red areas and they're people that actually use their heads. I'm talking about all the wheatgrass drinking, skinny jean, man bun wearing people in Los Angeles and San Diego and San Francisco. The hippies, if you want, if you will. Actually, I think that's actually, I think that's kind of offensive to hippies. You know, that that's kind of what I think. But anyway, I'll digress. These people continue to believe the lies that the officials in California tell you. I mean, that's not the only thing that's going on in California. Not just the dispass, but, you know, we're going to talk in the next segment about what's going on in San Jose because San Jose's response to their mass shooting passed more gun control. When we, what did we learn from the San Jose shooting? What did we learn from that, folks? We learned in the San Jose shooting that the guy who did the shooting purchased his guns legally. He passed all the background checks. He waited the 10 days. He did all that stuff. When are you people out there going to understand that this will not stop a determined attacker. It's not going to stop a determined attacker. You cannot legislate away evil. Laws aren't really supposed to be legislated on morale anyway, to be honest with you, because rights are not contingent on agreement. But the fact of the matter that the people of California that are in San Francisco and Los Angeles and places like that, they believe, they honestly believe that, well, if we had one more gun control law, this never would have happened. You're doing a complete disservice to the victims that have been involved in shootings in California because you guys want to play this game that, well, if we just had one more gun control law, this wouldn't happen. You guys have every gun control law. You have every gun control law that you want to push at the federal level, and yet people are still dying in California. Holy crap, folks. Am I the only one who's thinking about this logically? This goes back to what I was talking about with Connecticut earlier. If it's not working there, what makes you think we need to implement that nationwide? Because obviously it's not working there. And what's the excuse we get? Well, but if we had it at the federal level... We had it at the federal level, we would see a reduction in crime. So you're admitting that you're, the gun control that you have is a failure. Well, I, I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, you did. You said you would reduce crime if we had it at the federal level. You see, these, it, the thing is this, folks. I can make a gun control argument better than a gun control advocate and do you want to know why I can do that because I understand guns this is the same California where that state senator De Leon stood up with that firearm and he's like this is a this is a ghost gun this can accept a Glock mag and it has the ability to shoot 800 rounds per minute and it has a has a 30 round clip and I'm sitting here like this guy didn't have a clue what he's talking about. 
These are the people that are writing your laws, people that don't have a clue about it. But I know, I know, me saying this, is it's just me being racist, right? That's what they always say. But you're disagreeing with me. You're a racist. Good heavens, folks. You guys got to start being logical out there. And I'm not talking to the people in northern and eastern California in the red areas because I know you guys know what you're doing and I know you guys are fighting with everything you got. And believe me, I've got your back. But man, oh man, you when you got officials in California like Gavin Newsom and these other people, oh my gosh. Woo! And we're not done with California either, folks. When we get back from this time out, we're going to stay in the People's Republic of California. Are you looking for a versatile and unique face shield? Alpha Defense Gear has you covered. Head on over to their website at alphadefensegear.com where you will find everything from face shields, arm sleeves, hats, and more. They even have gear for your dog, which I love because I like to spoil the official American Gun mascot, Chloe. Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun options include the 92, PX4 Storm, and the new APX series. Beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness. That's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on Beretta. Visit Beretta.com to view their selections. Beretta, win the fight. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. Human trafficking is modern-day slavery. An estimated 24.9 million victims all over the world in the U.S., including children, are trafficked each year for sex, manual labor, and more. Human trafficking earns profits of roughly $150 billion a year. Operation Underground Railroad is a nonprofit organization dedicated to putting an end to human trafficking. Visit www.ourrescue.org to find out more and select Join the Fight from the menu to see how you can help end human trafficking. of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed. 
Right, folks, welcome back to the show, and uh, we're staying in the People's Republic of California because A.W.R. Hawkins is reporting out today that a report from Fox Business notes that San Jose residents who refuse to comply with the city's level fee on gun ownership will face confiscation of their firearms. But they're not coming for your guns. They just want to pass a few common sense gun law safety measures, right? Folks, back on June 30th, Breitbart reported that the San Jose City Council passed more gun control in response to the May 26th, 2021 mass shooting in the city. The attacker in that incident used legally purchased handguns. Remember what we were talking about last segment? Purchased legally purchased handguns, which were also registered in California in accordance with the state law. Now, the San Jose City Council gun control response includes liability insurance requirements for gun owners and a fee which will be imposed on gun ownership in the city of San Jose. Folks, think about this for a second. This is a constitutionally protected right. This ain't a privilege, it's a right. And yet, the San Jose City Council just said, if you want to exercise your right to own a firearm, you are going to have to pay us money. If that is not the tyrannical government that we're always talking about, I can't explain it anymore to you. This is the government official who said, that you will pay a fee or we will take your firearms. This is what the government official, this is his direct quote. Anyone found to be in non-compliance will have their weapons confiscated, end quote. Some residents in San Jose have already voiced their opinion, saying that this gun control measure makes exercising their Second Amendment right cost prohibitive. You think? You have to pay the government, the city that you live in, to own a firearm? Even though, hey, what did Heller say? Oh, that's right. Heller said that an individual, the Second Amendment is an individual right for self-defense. San Jose resident Sasha Sherman told the city council, quote, I strongly oppose more taxation on legal gun owners. Each time a gun owner buys ammunition, they pay an 11% tax plus a background check fee. Another San Jose resident claimed that gun control, quote, puts a financial burden on a constitutional right, which is the right to bear arms. Do you know what San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo said? Who, by the way, uh, what, what party is he? Oh, he's a Democrat. He said, quote, crooks aren't going to follow this law. He's basically telling the residents of San Jose if you do not comply with 
my orders, if you do not comply with the ordinance that we have passed, you are a criminal and you will be dealt with. I don't know if I could explain it any more clearly to you people that are listening to this show. And believe me, it's not the people that listen that get it. It's the people that write in the hate mail. I don't know how I can explain this anymore to you. How would you feel how would you feel if your local government imposed a fee on you to exercise your constitutional right to free speech? What if you had to pay a fee to your city to get on Facebook, to get on TikTok, to get on Twitter, to get on any type of social media? What about sending an email? What about writing a letter? You have to pay a fee. Are you okay with that? Because that's the same concept here of what's happening in San Jose. Everybody out there that has a D after their last name, they look at the Second Amendment as a second-class right. They look at that and see that, well, it's a second-class right. It's for public safety. These new laws that we're imposing, this is going, this is going to keep people safe. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. This isn't going to keep anybody safe, folks. Especially when we just noted that the person who conducted the mass shooting in California legally purchased his guns, registered them with the state, went through the background checks, and still carried out this attack. Wow, this just goes to show you just how bad these anti-gun politicians are. This this mayor, I got to tell you, this mayor's got some cojones. Crooks aren't going to follow the law. So basically, he's telling you, you don't follow my law, you're a crook. You will be dealt with. That is the exact exactly the definition of a tyrannical government. That's exactly what our forefathers and founding fathers all were afraid of, was this right here. And here we are, less than two hours away from the start of Independence Day, and we have a government official telling his citizens, obey me or you are a criminal. Good Lord. The people of San Jose are absolutely right. You're making me pay a fee to exercise my right. However, though, I do believe there's an organization that is going to get involved and they are going to put a stop to this. I can almost promise you that. I'm not going to say who it is, but I can promise they are going to get involved. Folks, that's going to do it for this edition of the American Gun Show. Thank you so much for listening in. I can't I can't even begin to tell you how much I appreciate everything that you guys do for listening to this show and letting me come into your homes or your vehicle if you're out driving 
It means a lot to me. Thank you so much. I hope you guys all have a great Independence Day. Enjoy the time with the family. Enjoy the barbecue. I hope you guys have a great weekend, and we will see you on the next broadcast of the American Gun Show. Until then, take care of one another. Stay safe. Happy Independence Day. And remember, it's our rights, our fight.